This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey, what is going on? I want to say hi to people on Facebook. And we started with the wide shot, what, what we call, our producer Mark calls the crow's nest, because I want you to see right away who is here with me. Jason Powers, my pastor, some of yours, uh, your pastor. How are you doing? I am excellent. I'm a little nervous. You're a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. This I love it. Different, this is a different thing. Yeah, it's a different animal, and it's a lot of fun. And we've already said if um, at the end of this it was not fun, we're going to delete this. So if you're watching Facebook Live right now and you notice that this is not posted later, well, that's the reason yeah, why. Yeah. So we've already talked some puns, and we've talked um, – You know, I hate to – hate to give away secrets, but Ricky Bobby has come up and other yep, things yep. have come up. Lots of sports talk. The necessities. The necessities <laughs> yeah, of to start life. With those. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. puns, this is what I want to start with. Um, and our producer, Mark, who is not on microphone, but he's magnificent with puns. Uh, but uh, yeah, he referenced just seeing your name, Jason Powers. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, because um, uh, he was talking about powers that be we're talking about yep. higher powers and yep. i said i've got mine because and if you're watching on facebook you see that uh it's right there in the caption i have a vision i have a dream i do there should be a reality tv show um involving our pastor and his family and i think probably if i was like the producer of duck dynasty the way i would do it is to get your brother also because yes. he pastors yes. a church and to he's have funny. He's like he's the funniest person I've I've ever met. And it's a great Well, let's call him up. Jeez. I'll I thought him. you're let's the funny brother. I'm me. the straight guy. Like he is he's the <laughs> one. Like he just some people are good with a joke. They have a good sense of timing. My brother Aaron is just everything about him is hilarious. I and I feel the same way about Jason. Now I've not Shut met <laughs> I've not met Aaron in, in person. But here's uh-huh. the deal. So Jason and his wife, Natalie, there are pastors at River City Church, New Braunfels. Um, my family and I have been blessed to be a part of the church for a little bit over two years. It has been growing. And yes, you know, you've got that little parentheses of COVID when we we're online for six months and still we saw a lot of growth. Right. Um, so I want to introduce him to you. And first, I want to tell you my concept for this fantastic TV show. And it is fantastic. So, um, but then I want to talk, hopefully talk about testimony. Um, I originally even thought like we could have a wheel of fortune of like different rants, like different <laughs> topics, because you are the king of like hilarious and great rants. I can rants. Rant. <laughs> so hopefully at the end, maybe I'll just throw out a few topics and we'll sure. do like a ESPN show, just 30 seconds, daylight savings time. Go uh, Hamilton. Is it the best musical? Go, uh, you know, I'm ready to get <laughs> You're ready. This is important. This This is is important. This is the Lord's work today. I am here to do things. I think I've seen online your uh, your brother and you talk about I don't know hot dogs as sandwiches or something like that. I forget which side you you took. And I and you're also I've heard uh, you know you talk about your love for Chick Fil A. And that is you're goading me now. You're baiting me. Like I'm, I'm locked and loaded. I am ready. You say the word, and I will unleash. Okay. We, we will go. This will okay. be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna let our people wait for that, okay. and we'll try to carve out some time okay. at the end. And I'll give you give you your shot. Don't See, the throw thing it about away. This is my wife. She's watching at home. Yeah, but she I hope can't so. like pipe in to like rein me in. She's wonderful. She's so good. <laughs> She's counting and on just, me right she, now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she it's is. not happening. It's. I mean, yes, she is. She reigns you in. She's a grown She's up. She's a grown up. And so she reminds me that I'm. You know, chronologically, I'm a grown up too. And so, chronologically, um, yeah. They so. say age is just a number. Maybe it really is. It what number would you be? <laughs> I've always liked 17, not the age 17, but as a number. 17 yeah, is a yeah, good it's number. a good number. Uh, I grew up like a number seven. Mickey Mantle was number seven. Oh, yeah. Um, that was my dad's favorite player. Um, oh, okay. He's an Oklahoma I was kid, 15. and I always hear you yeah, talk he trash about Oklahoma. So there's one good thing. Yep. Besides. <laughs> no, Mickey Mantle's good. I like Mickey Mantle. Uh, I was 15 when I played. That was my number. Uh, you were 15? What number? How'd that happen? 
Um, fifteen. I can't think I don't of like. No, it's a round. It's a good round. Yeah. It's a good round number when I was in high school. And I didn't want to do. Somebody already had seven. It was a. It was a year older than me. Okay. Um, and so that was gone. And fifteen was just kind of a round number. I like. I like double digit numbers. Yeah. Um. And when I went to college, I was number twenty-eight, which was just because I was a freshman, and you have to. That's I mean, the number it was either you that got. or like eighty-four, and I yeah, didn't. You yeah. know that you weren't going to be Wayne Gretzky yeah, on the not, mound with no, 99. Yeah, ninety-nine. No, yeah. I wasn't. I was going to do that. So, uh, so yeah, I kind of identify with fifteen. And somebody's number fifteen, and I, I, but I forget who it is. I can't. I can't. Right. It's now, a current. It's a current player. Oh, it's a current player. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's here's the deal on my TV series idea. We talk about this often in staff. I when I can't keep my mouth shut bring it up because uh, Jason is hilarious. And I hate to say that right now before we get into rants later, because I don't want you to feel it's the pressure. pressure. <laughs> I do not. That is the mistake. I don't want you to feel the pressure. Uh, no, you're just hilarious without thinking about it. And uh, the rants are, I mean, they're great. Uh, they're, they're just awesome. That is when, you know, the first couple of times I'm like, this definitely should be a TV reality series. And with Natalie even trying to rein you in and stuff and the dynamic of you're the senior pastor and she is a pastor on staff. So sometimes you put on your boss hat and right. Yes. But it all comes down to <laughs> she's a grown up <laughs> trying to get me to be a grown up. Always. That's <laughs> that's right. I mean, right. That's the that's that's the <laughs> dynamic. So did she give you any words of advice before you came? Like, I'm not there, Jason. So no, no, no. she didn't. She knew better. There Sometimes, was... right. Give him enough rope to hang himself. Maybe, <laughs> you know, if the pain is great enough, something will change. Maybe. I don't know. No. That's, that's hysterical. She's probably cringing at home right now. I love there's, you, honey. There's no way. And Natalie, my, my phone is being used right now as one of our cameras. It is on your husband, in fact. Um, so you can't really text me and say, Steve, stop goading him. <laughs> Steve, don't instigate here. It's, it's just going, it's on do not disturb. Sorry, Natalie. This ship has sailed anyway. This like, ship clearly we're, has. <laughs> we're, out we're already there. out. That's okay. It. All right. If you didn't tune in for comedy hour and hold on, I still, I'm going to tell you my TV, uh, concept because we came up with the name and everything. And I really, no kidding. If the producers of duck dynasty, are like looking for work. I really think we have something I do um, because running a church is, is hard. It's hard because there's still people involved in churches Yes, <laughs> and yes. people are, you know, at New Braunfels. I mean, what do we say? We are badly, we're broken. badly broken, but we are deeply loved. Yeah. We are badly broken, deeply loved. That's become, man, the thing our about thing, yeah, yeah. our DNA of the church and people really, it resonates with them. All right, hold on. We've got, like a thousand different things we could talk about. I do want to, I, I think I would like to talk about uh, eventually after my TV idea. I would like to, if you're open to sharing, you know, some of your testimony about how you became a pastor, mm -hmm. about people that were praying for you. And it's, to me, it's very, very powerful. So, oh, powers. Okay. There's another Hello. one. Oh. Hello. <laughs> All right. So this is what the TV show should be called. And should involve, I think, Jason and his family and Aaron and his family, who's also a pastor. And then it you often on Sunday nights you go to, to where? What to happens? My parents' house. Yeah, it's been a thing since uh, my brother got married first about a year before me, and so um, at the time, just kind of stage of life, I still lived at home. Uh, my brother's younger than me. And so he and his wife would come I've over. heard you say that he's younger every once in a while. He I is, feel like you lord that over him. Just Yes. You I, bring that up naturally I, very often. Anything that I can, <laughs> anything that I can get. And he reminds me that I'm older, that I'll die first. Okay. And so that's, you know, um, but no, he and his wife would come over and we, um, it's just continued to be a thing. Uh, Natalie and I will be married 17 years in March. And we do, we used to do it every week. Now we have three kids. Mm -hmm. My brother has two kids. It's harder with yeah. the schedules and all that, but we go, um, as often as we can on Sunday nights and we have dinner and my dad cooks, you know, wonderful meat. And, um, you know, so we eat flesh and, and <laughs> hang out and it's been, uh, and it's great Yeah, great for the kids. Especially. Yeah. That's awesome. So for the TV concept, mm -hmm. I mean, it is kind of reminiscent of duck dynasty, but it would make sense like on oh, a Sunday night. And my parents would be amazing. <clears throat> they would be so great. really, Oh my gosh. Like, oh, why? my gosh. Like, how? well, just because because my dad is um, my dad's funny, too. But he is he's kind of like a cranky old man. Right. But 
But I say that with all the – like truly, like not you know, not trying to turn He's a not going to be offended when I don't he hears think so. That. No, I don't, I don't think, think so because so, it's absolutely it's absolutely <clears throat> endearing. Like it is – he's one of the most endearing guys that you'll ever meet. You just you just love him. But he's kind of cranky, right? And <laughs> – you know, and that's he's he's you know yeah he's worked hard he, he deserves it. Uh, and my mom is just this. <laughs> he earned his crankiness. He's earned it. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, but my mom is so sweet, and so you just throw her and the girls, my you know my wife and my sister in law, who they're all you know very sweet and all that, and you just throw them into the mix of this hurricane of <laughs> of energy and and cranky and and all of that and it is just my parents would they are they're wonderful okay they, they would add a lot to that now your your mom i've also heard you say though will sometimes bring up topics that are you know can be divisive a little she's bit she's not afraid i don't just, think of her in that way at all she's like the most encouraging person she doesn't she doesn't intend it my oh. mom does my mom would oh. never hurt or she's her heart is absolutely pure to the to the pure all things are pure right that's right. Right. That's my mom. Okay. Um, it takes me and Aaron to get, you know, to get things truly spinning okay. out of control. Okay. No, she's fantastic. She's, she's, okay. yeah. All she's right. the best. All right. So when we were thinking of, I, I think I went one day, I think you were on a Facebook live during the pandemic. I mean, like the core of it, when we weren't meeting in person, you were on Facebook every single day, which was mm-hmm. amazing. And a lot of people were tuning in. Um, and then, uh, Nick, our associate pastor, Nick and I were, uh, trading off doing Bible studies on Thursday nights or, but I think you were talking one time and I was like, Oh man, you know, it was you and Natalie doing one of your polls, Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. good or bad or whatever. And so that's where I'm like, yeah, I can tell you want to talk about Chick-fil-A real quick. I can tell. Uh, but here's the name of the show. Here's the, na- it only took us 11 minutes to get there. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing good. Uh, super powers. Dun, dun, dun. God, that's so good. Do you have a superpowers? Theme song is big. You have The Office, right? Office has an iconic yeah. theme song. Yeah. Cheers, iconic. You know the one thing I'm not? Musician. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love music, but we got we to gotta find the right musician. I mean, mm-hmm. you you are somewhat a musician. Music. I mean, you uh, love no. music. But I love music. My wife is musical. I yeah. love music. You have an ear for it, though. And there's yeah. there's where we start to separate because I mean, I love music. Yeah. I know. I, I think I know it's good. I don't know why it's good. That's what I heard someone say the difference. Um, that's what an expert is. Um, an expert is someone who knows what is quality and knows why. Oh, it, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. I can just say, man, that's good music. Yeah, but I, I don't know why it's good. Okay. But an expert would be able to go, oh, because the chords and all this. Okay, so, all right, gotcha. So superpowers, we need a theme song, and we might need a production team and production studio, perhaps. Let's do it, or maybe not. Maybe Ricky will just start rolling those cameras. Come on, and here we go. Come on, I'm. You would you would be up for that? That would I'll be so up. invasive. I'm still, honestly, it, I'm still like. <clears throat> There's always the insecurity, right? Like so these fundamental insecurities, right, that um, you know, that it would just be – that it would get out there and then everybody would go, meh. meh you know? Nobody does that though. I mean they just wouldn't watch. I mean it would be yeah. OK and I think they would watch. I and, really do. But there's also the <clears> thing, <throat> right? The um, you know, The act of being observed changes a thing. I worry and I – you know, it would take a little bit for, for – me to not. I think we'd have like play. two dry run shows where it would feel a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit weird and a little bit stilted. And then I think somebody in staff maybe even said like, but I think once you see the way they piece it together, maybe by the third show, it would be really good. I'm sorry to River City Church. <clears throat> People that are watching, it's like, what does the youth pastor do? Well, he's dreaming up revenue <laughs> for our church. <clears throat> That's what's happening. So, um, all right. Chick-fil-A real quick before we get into your testimony. It's going to be such a crazy Dude. segue transition. You know I love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A so is, tell a, me. It's okay. It's it's fine. It's okay. So much it's for fine. our sponsorship deal. That's yeah, no. Look, <clears throat> hey, I, I mean. It's yeah, fine. It's chicken. You're being <laughs> – that's all that I can say about Chick-fil-A. I mean people's eyes roll back in the back of their head. I'm like – I mean. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna pay eight dollars for a chicken sandwich. Whatever, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Do you waffle fries? It's like French fries in shapes, right? Like I'm 43 years old. I'm not. I'm not gonna pay more for shapes for For shape fries. So that's funny. That's funny. It's it's just it's chicken. But here's the other thing. I can't get something else. If I go to Popeyes, yeah, I can get chicken on a bone, or if I go to Chick-fil-A, I can get 
chicken or salad. <laughs> pay too much. and pay too But much. here's the thing. <clears throat> They're – Chick-fil-A service. It is. I look ah, like I want, okay. I right. seriously would send like our, <clears throat> our guest services team to Chick-fil-A. Like they yeah. just, they just get it, man. Yeah. And it's, and it's authentic, right? I, it's right. never, you know, kind of the, the stereotypical kind of snotty punk kid, right? Just going through the motions. I always feel like, no, it was that person's pleasure to serve me. It was their pleasure. <laughs> was their they derived pleasure. pleasure from more Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce is worth the price of admission. But not, the chicken's just fine. It's fine. Whatever. Where, it's would, fine. where would you get your chicken? Like what What are you saying? Uh, this is better. Um, my favorite chicken, like fried chicken, yeah. is, uh, is Bill Miller. So oh, here's the perfect. Okay. So Bill Miller fried chicken. Um, I don't, do they have chicken express in San Antonio and New Braunfels? They have chicken express and chicken yeah. express has these corn nuggets. It's like, um, it's like if you take cream corn and deep fry it in batter, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, red beans and rice from Popeye's. Oh and, man, you've got it all. Yeah. Uh, KFC coleslaw. Um, wow. And the biscuits I like, it depends. Like if you're a, if you're like, um, just like a bun bread guy, Bill Miller's, but, oh, yeah. but, um, chicken express has good. Biscuits too, so I feel like Bushes has good. I've never had. Bushes. I think the rolls. I don't know about the chicken. I'm I feel a beef, like I could be wrong. I'm a beef guy. I don't. I don't eat <clears throat> chicken unless I have to. But you knew your chicken quite well. I mean, you have put together. I can smell a ruse. That's the thing. When I drive <laughs> I into ch- I, when I go to Chick Fil A and I'm like, ruse. wait a tick, like, yeah. Church's biscuits. Oh, yes. Oh, churches. See, we're, there's no. This Mark is good. Is Mark weighed in. Yeah. Mark see, is weighed in. There's not a churches. I think in <clears throat> in New Braunfels. So I'm out of touch. But churches for me is nostalgia chicken. Like that's the chicken that I grew up. That's where we would go. There was one right down the street from us, and we would get that all the time. I've been doing the show with Mark for quite some time, and usually when there's a sign involved, it's like the Facebook has gone away, um, or there is a problem. Never before has Mark been, I must. Yeah. Well, the problem this. was we forgot to mention Church's Biscuits. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that was, so Mark, Mark's a credit. I'm a big fan of Mark right now. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big fan. fan of Mark for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Mark uh, does a great job. Appreciate you very much. Our producer and director choosing all the screens right now. He could cycle through each and every one of them. All right, we're going to uh we're going to spin away and hopefully we get a chance to come back and talk about daylight savings time or something or Hamilton. You're you're a big fan, right, of Hamilton? Huge yeah. fan yeah. of Hamilton. Okay. All right, we'll come back to that. So don't go away. <laughs> You've already gone away. So I'm really talking to Natalie and Chris right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. All right, good, good to know. They good know. to know. They know. They Natalie they knows. Know. Natalie, Natalie knows. knows. Um you, man, you are – I do want to – I want to give you a little bit of – sit back for a second, some word okay. of gratitude. Uh, really appreciate it. You can be on this shot if you want or you can have it where Jason's reacting and taking a little snooze. Really appreciate Jason. I'm looking at the camera, but I'm thinking about him. But really appreciate his leadership as a pastor. Um, I've got it in the Facebook. He is a gifted preacher and leader and has done great things at River City Church, New Braunfels. Um, and I, I love working with Jason and Natalie and the staff, uh, at the church in my, my full-time job as youth pastor out there. Um, and I just appreciate your, you and Natalie, it's hard to separate you all because there's just, I mean, the way you team up mm-hmm. and you both have unique gifts and unique skills, but, um, you too, just the way you lead the heart that you have, it's just really beautiful. So I just, I, I can't quite put into words, but it's really beautiful. And we really appreciate it a lot. And um, I want to give a quick shout out of thanks to you and to Natalie uh, for your support of peanut butter bowl this year, especially you've always been supportive, but um, you guys came on board and said, well, man, we want to, we want to beat some of those high schools and we want to bring more peanut butter. And so we're not yet announcing. We're just finishing up some totals and stuff. But um, we've done – I will say this. I will say we've done better than I expected oh, in this good. corona good. year. And uh, and we may have a little bit left in the tank. So uh, I am very, very excited about where we are compared to where I thought we would That's be. Good. And the church, our church, 
um, stepped up huge, which you said right away. Of course they would. That's what they yeah. do. That's yeah. that's just our church. That's part of who we are, right? Yeah, now. it's a part of who we are. And then it was also very cool that um, you know you kind of like threw it down a challenge to River City Community Church Selma and right. your. Uh, uh, your former pastor, Sean Azaro. My friend, yeah. My your friend, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, they came and did a really good job too. So collectively, I mean, between the two churches, it really helped, you know, get our numbers um, in a really good spot. So good. that was just huge. So we'll announce that in the coming weeks um, and you'll be invited. Hopefully you can carve out some time. We'll probably have a press conference just to make a few announcements about about that, and I would love to have you there, and if Sean is able to come as well. But uh, just great, great job. That's so exciting. thank you. That's yeah, very yeah, yeah. I love it. Really appreciate it. So, all right. Uh, now our next pivot, man. How did you become pastor of this church? And I want you to go back. I want to hear the testimony. I want to hear because I think people assume just once you're a pastor, they just assume you always had it figured out, everything was great, and all those things. Um, because you've been a pastor. Like <laughs> is that how it was for you? Quite like that. <laughs> Uh, so I became, uh, I got hired at a church. So my first, um, paid ministry position was June of 2002. And I got okay. hired to wow. do, to coordinate VBS, uh, VBS at River City Community Church. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'd been around. So, but you go back. I grew up. My grandfather was a um, was a chaplain in the army. Oh. Served three tours during in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Um, wow, I forgot back, that. Yeah, came back and and was a Southern Baptist church planner. Um, started he pastored uh, Spring Baptist Church in Spring, Texas, and uh, which is wow. Yeah, Natalie actually went to Spring Baptist Church uh, where my papa had been the pastor. What? Years yeah, right. So, um, so. We, I always grew up, church was part of our home. My mom is, you know, I've kind of, kind of already alluded to my mom is the, she's just the godliest person I've ever known. Mm. Um, and so we were in church a lot. We had, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night, Wednesday night were kind of the, the crux. And so I went, but it, it, it never really took, mm. um, and, and that's not any problem with the churches or, I, I mean, some of the, the, you know, Every some of it was issues. some of it some of it was right and so um but you know i for me so i'm growing up as a as a kid and i'm just trying to figure out life right and it's i'm trying to figure out i you know i want to have a girlfriend and i want to be popular i want people to like me right um, sure and um i always felt like i was smart enough that I should be able to do better in school that I was doing, but I was lazy. I want to do baseball and I didn't want to do school and I want to do all that. Right. And so those were kind of the big things that were in and that I was wrestling with. And then I went to church and we were talking about things that weren't that. Right. Mm. And so you kind of just grow up with this question, but it wasn't a question, right? Because when you're young, I always say this, when you're young, you know, everything, right? It's only when you get older that you lose your omniscience. Right. So I'm young. (laughs) And, and what happens is I just start, I, you know, I come to this conviction that church and God doesn't really have anything for me. It's not really mm-hmm. relevant to, to like, like my life. Now, are these ideas, there were these ideas that were beautiful. Like I knew that the idea of grace resonated with me early. Like I thought, man, what a wonderful thing if it's true. And then you look around, right? And, and of course, again, when you're 15 and you're able to perfectly, you know, discern the thoughts and will of all the people around you, right? You just, you, so you go, grace is this beautiful idea. I just don't see it. Yeah. Like people aren't very gracious. They were mean. They were, you know, and this mm. was, this was in the, you know, mid late eighties, early nineties. Right. And so you just kind of start to see maybe the culture wars are starting to go right. And you just go, man, it's not it. So when I graduated from high school, I just decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. Um, okay. And I was a, I was not a, a good, I was not a good kid. I was, I found trouble. I just did what I wanted to do. You know, yeah. I was rebellious. Um, and, um, so, but my mom is always praying for me. Um, and she's trying to figure it out. I'm the oldest, right? So it's yeah. me and Aaron and my mom's trying to, you know, figure out the parenting thing, which is hard. And, um, and I'm, I'm terrible. I'm just a terrible kid. I'm breaking all the rules and, and doing all that. But uh, I graduate from high school and I go to Abilene Christian University. To play all right, hold on, hold on. Okay. 
just give us an example. I mean, when you say you're a terrible kid, that means oh, yeah. one thing to me, something else to Mark, and something else to Natalie and Chris. Uh, when you say, I mean, did you have like kind of no relationship with Jesus? So you really were just kind of oh, your own God, or was it a mix? Or no, I manipulated Jesus. Like, okay, I, so I was able to. Um, God has given me. I remember things. I have a great memory, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, growing up in church all the time, I was able to absorb and, ass- and kind of assimilate all kinds of, of information. So I knew the story. Um, but like I said, I wanted a girlfriend, right? So if I was like, when I'm at church, I can use that to manipulate the church girls, right? But then yeah. I go uh, to school yeah, yeah. and there's something else. And I just, you know, I, I, um, I picked up vices early, very early. Okay. Um, I would, you know, um, at young ages just, Drinking too much and, and breaking the rules and, and my okay. friends who I look back were neat, neat guys, neat, neat people. Um, but we, we were, we were, we were the rebellious teenagers. I was yeah. the rebellious teenager. Yeah. I don't put that on them, but I, I was the kind of the rebellious teenager. And if yeah. there was, okay. if there was a bad road, I wanted, I found it. Okay. I found it. All right. right. I never yeah. went to jail. Um, but that's because I, um, was, you know, scared or lucky. What? Yeah. The Lord had the Lord, right? Yeah. So. Wow. Um, so I am not really interested. I have these moments where I'm just like, I need to be better at Jesus, but mm. I'm not. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it lasts for two weeks. And I'm just like, I'm not good at that. I can't, I can't do that. So I go to Abilene Christian University uh, to play baseball. I didn't go because it was a Christian university. I went because there was a girl. Um, I met her in the counselor's office and she's like, you should try Abilene Christian. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> right. And so I went, um, and really I kind of sealed the deal because I was on my own and I sealed the deal there. I, I, I didn't, you know, find it at the time. Um, so I go to play baseball. And then when I'm, I'm 22, I guess, 22, 23 is after my sophomore year. I'm in West Texas. It's hot. It's 170 degrees outside. <laughs> and we're running. And I just, and I have in the moment, I have this awareness. I'm not, I'm not going to play professional baseball. So I'm just running in the heat for no reason. And I just, in a, like in an, in an instant, I, I tell the coach, Hey, thanks. It's been fun, but I'm not doing this anymore. And so I quit. And was um, he surprised? I'm just curious, just a little context. Or was uh, he I just, was not really good enough to cause any. Okay. There was no ripples, right? <laughs> he was not like, well, what are we going to do now without our backup bullpen catcher? What, what are we gonna do? Right. There's none of that. Um, but what it did for me was it revealed. It revealed what a foundational part in my life baseball played. Mm. Um, and so the, the way I describe it when I talk about it is I had an identity crisis, right? Because for mm-hmm. all of my life up to that point, I had been a baseball player. When I described myself to people, when people asked who I was, what I did, I'm a baseball player, sure. right? Uh, and so now you take that away and all of a sudden I didn't realize like there was the, this gaping hole. Uh, and so you have to start to fill it. Um, and I found a band. I started listening to mu- uh, music, right? right. So uh, my roommate uh, turned me onto a band called Fish. Uh, they're a jam band, right? And they've got this kind of die-hard following of um, you know, kind of traveling hippies. And so I say, like, I don't do anything. I don't do halfway measures, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't just become a Christian and become a preacher, right? And so I didn't just like. <laughs> I'm not going to just like go. Oh, hey, Fish is okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I, I drop. I'm, so I'm in college. I'm getting student loans. I finance my fish expense, my, you know, with, with student loans, which is great because that's what you want is right. You want to finance your years of debauchery at 8% over the next 30 years. Right. So, um, and it is, and it's, it is, it's an empty lifestyle. Mm. So, Um, so you went across the country? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. So we saw, um, in, uh, I was hard and heavy for about 18 months. Uh, coming up, what's today? The 28th? So the last show I saw was in Las Vegas on October 30th, uh, two, 2000. Yeah, so coming up right, okay. in 20 years. Wow. So, um, but for about 18 months, I went and saw – I saw 20 shows uh, from between Vegas up to uh, – Indiana, Wisconsin, down to Florida, the southern tip of Florida for the new year, uh, to South Carolina, North Carolina, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. all over Texas. So all over the place we went. So, I mean, that, that's what I did. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I always describe worship as worship is the thing that you will say no to everything else so mm-hmm. that you can say yes to that. That, that was fish. Yeah. That time, right. Yeah. And so I go, and there are beautiful things about this, right? The community, um, mm, around that interesting. is, is beautiful, right? There is this, um, sense of camaraderie. Like I could go to a show, 
Um, and I could get a ticket for the next show. I could get a ride to the next show. I could get find food. If I didn't have any money, they would trade wow. or they would loan or whatever. And so you look at it. Um, and I, so I was drawn into it. Right. And so this is where God's like efficiency, right? All of these beautiful things that I saw shadows of in church earlier, right? <laughs> Love, grace, all that. Yeah. I look at, I didn't see it in the church because, well, like there's people there and I'm up close and, and personal with it. But I look at the fish parking lot and all these scenes and all these, you know, hippies. And I'm just like, it's here. This is it. Wow. And so you chase it for a little bit and you go and you go all over and you see kinds of, you see, you know, the country and there's good stuff and you see, meet some interesting people and nice people. But at the end of the day, it's ultimately hollow because, um, it's built around guys, four guys in the band. And eventually, I didn't think at the time, but eventually those guys are going to die or they're going to get tired of doing it. And, and then what? And not only that, there's just, there's kind of the, um, I call it recreational chemistry is a big part of the deal, right? Yeah. Lots of, like, you know, um, and you just realize like there's a day. So there's a day that you have to contend with that. Like this isn't real. It's, it's, it's this empty ongoing cycle of just, just emptiness. And so I'm kind of following that around. And at the same yeah. time, there's also this, um, I've never, even though I walked away from the church and from all of that, I'd never, I don't think I was ever able to say I didn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the accountability of God, right? Yeah, I didn't want him to right. be, to be capital G God. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always, I've, I've always known there's like a kind of a spiritual component. So, but during that time I leaned into kind of like Eastern mysticism, right? Buddhism yeah. and Tao and all that. And I'm, and I'm practicing, I'm, t- I'm relatively serious about it, but again, it's kind of got me at the, at the center of that. And so I'm chasing mm-hmm. that down, but I'm, I'm a degenerate. Like I'm mm-hmm. on, I'm on drugs. I'm staying home. I'm staying at my parents' house. They are, um, I'm going to school quote, quote unquote, right. I'm financing my fish trips or whatever, yeah. but, but I'm in just this increasingly downward spiral. And, um, and so like when you're insecure, I think you have a tendency to reach out and lash out at people that you perceive as smaller than you, weaker than you. Right. Mm. Um, bully syndrome or whatever. And so at that time it was my mom. Uh, mm. And so I'm living with her and she is this, uh, just this beautiful, loving soul. And she wants to, sh- she's got this amazing relationship with Jesus and she just wants to share it. And I'm, I'm a jerk and I'm picking on her, right? I'm starting like I'm stern fights and picking fights, right? And it's so that I can have something in my life that in a moment makes me feel like I'm powerful and strong. Sure. Um, and I'm wired for that. I'm a lawyer by, you know, like I, I I'm quick witted and I talk fast and I think fast and all that. Um, and my mom's just, you know, she's there receiving all this. And one day, mm. um, we're having one of those things and I'm feeling great. And she just tells me, she goes, stop. She said, I, I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk about this. And she says, my God is able to get to you when he's ready. Wow. And for me at that moment, it was the ultimate, it was the ultimate cop out. I rolled out. I was just like, fine. I've won once and for all. I am the master of blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I look back on it and I really see like, that's, that's the statement of faith that begins everything, right? Like mm. no, in the scripture or in these great stories or whatever, it always, whether they say those exact words or not, that's where it always begins, right? Okay. This is not about me anymore. So, um, and I don't know if it was that night or with it, but it was very shortly thereafter within a week, uh, I'm laying upstairs in my bed. Um, and I just have a moment, I call it a moment of clarity. Right. And, mm. um, so I grew up Southern Baptist and I went to a church of Christ college. I don't have any theology for uh, like like the Holy Spirit visitation. Right. I, I, we, we didn't do that. Like, that's right. not, that's not a thing. Right. And so, but I look back on it now and it was that I feel like it was the Holy Spirit encountering. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and the way I describe it, it was like a movie scene, like the, like the closing credits. Right. And it's my life flashing before my eyes. Right. Like you're failing out of college. You are, you know, $90,000 in debt. You don't have a job. You're living at home with mom at 25 years old. Right. You don't. And there's just this picture and I'm, and it's like this gripping fear. Mm. And at the end of it was this, this question, this idea, what does your faith have to do with that? Right. And so it's this kind of existential question. And I knew then that my faith had everything to do that. This is what being the center of your own universe does. Right. And when it's hedonism, right. When it's my pleasure, my, what I want, that's where it leads. That's where it goes. And so. I don't know that I thought in terms of getting saved that night because I'd been through all of that, right? I'd done yeah. that. I'd been baptized before. I, I know, but I knew in that moment, I didn't know what it meant, but I knew whatever it meant from that point forward, God was going to be the one 
Like that, it was a, there was a fundamental reshift, right? Yeah. Some, something happened. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning and I tell my mom and she starts, she's bawling, right? Cause this yeah. is what she'd been praying yeah. for for 10 years, 15 years, right? right? For, for me to come. And so, yeah. So I get, you know, the, the upside of the place where I was, was I didn't have any responsibility. So I can like just jump into the faith thing. So I just start, I become a voracious reader of the scripture. Wow. I'm writing, reading the Bible all the time. And God's so gracious. Like he began to bring all those things back, right? The things that I learned early. This is why I tell parents, parents, mm. like, especially of younger kids and teenagers, like you're in youth pastor right. or whatever you just say, um, my mom forced me to go to church and I didn't want to do that. And if she hadn't, I don't know that I, I would have been, I, I, I believe that God got me would have been saved, mm-hmm. but would have been a much different trajectory because God was able to, all those things that I heard and learned and knew that I discarded that I didn't even mess with when yeah. I was younger. God put him back, right? Wow. And he and he brought that back. And so I'm like, dude, you make your kids brush your teeth, brush their teeth. They don't want to do that. You make yeah. them do whatever. Make them go to church because yeah. they're because they're they're hearing it. And 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 if it's a terrible church, find another church. I think churches are pretty good. Most of it is just kids don't want to do that. They want to sleep and they want to do it. make them go to church anyway. Right. So um so I get yeah I'm burning hot. I got saved hard. Yeah. Um, and so but my experience was. I knew I needed to have God in my life, but I had never, my experience with church has been that I'd never really seen a church that had anything to do with that being God. Yeah, right. And so, right. but I know that I have to at least give this a try, but I went fully prepared to give it a try and then get a go about doing my business with Jesus. And so I went to, um, now you have to have the picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I am, uh, I have long, my hair's like long. I have the big hemp rope necklace. And my deal is like, if it's not going to work, if something's not going to work, I want to know as fast as I can so I can go do something else, right? So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to show up and they're going to be what I expected them to be. And then I can go do whatever, get yeah, it, get it right. with Jesus. And they just never did, man. And so I show up again with my hemp rope necklace and, you know, my fish shirt is on. Like, and I'm just like, well, let's get down to it. And they just love me. River City Community Church, Sean, Pastor Sean, um, their motto is they call it a church for real life. And I was like, well, we'll see. And he's a musician <laughs> too. We'll I'm see. like, yeah, I'm like, well, we'll see. <laughs> Um, and they, they, they lived this really in this great tension where I felt accepted. I knew that they loved me and they believed in me and they, they believed what had happened to me, right? When I told them my story about what God had done, they didn't write that off. They didn't say, well, but you're still look like that. How can that be? Right. They believe that. And unashamedly told me when I was full of garbage, (laughs) right? And it was an, that was an important thing, right? Where where I would just say, you know, again, because I'm still, I'm 24 or something about that time. Right. And so there's still kind of the arrogance of youth. Right. And so they were probably willing to go, Oh yeah, that's nice. That's just not real. (laughs) It's just not right. And it was, and it was, and it was a challenging thing to me, um, to have an answer, right. To be able to explain, don't just buy where you are as, as where you are, because there's growth and there's progress. And so, um, they, they created a space for me and it began to redeem mm. church. Uh, wow. and so I, after a couple of weeks, I feel like I don't, I'm not doing, I don't have a job. I'm not doing anything. I need to start serving somewhere. So I go and ask the youth pastor, can I start serving in the youth ministry? Should, I mean, I wouldn't have passed a drug test, right? Like Steve, yeah. if you let volunteers like me, if you let them <laughs> serve, I would be scared. Right. But yeah. he believed in me. And what he told me was, Hey, yeah, get here 20 minutes early, stack the chairs in the room, stand in the corner. So I wasn't like interacting with people right. or anything like that. Um, but I just showed up and they believed me and he gave me a place. Right. And yeah. I was terrible. I didn't deserve it, but he gave me a place. Yeah. And after great. a while he, um, he lets me, my first ministry was I led a group of junior high girls, which was, which was interesting, but <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah. But I was hungry, man. I, I, yeah. I didn't want to do, I, like I would go, I was going to school at, um, I'd moved it. I was going to Texas state at the time. It was Southwest Texas back then. Right. Um, so I would go to school, get up early, go to school. And as soon as I was done, I would come hang out at the church because I just, that's all I wanted to do. That's where mm. I wanted to be. And so he let me start doing, doing this ministry. Um, and I was running a bedliner place, uh, spraying bedliner place, kind of just office manager kind of stuff. Um, but what I wanted to do, I just wanted to be with kids. I just wanted yeah. to do ministry. Uh, and so I went to a conference in Dallas and, uh, we were in worship. We were listening to worship. There was a worship band. Chris Tomlin was leading worship. And I just, I had a sense, right? And I've, I've never heard the Lord audibly. Not that some people don't. It's just, right. that's not for me. Uh, that's not something that I've had. I've experienced or whatever, but I knew I had this kind of this sense. This is what you're going to do forever. Wow. Now, I, I don't know. I, and at the time I'm just like, like, 
like this, like in this room, I'm going to be singing right, a song right. forever. What does that, what does it mean? Yeah. Um, but I look back and just go, that was the part where I knew this is where, where I'm going to go. I'm going to go, I'm going to go be a pastor. Um, and the guy who was the youth pastor there was a mentor to me and a friend. Um, and then, so that summer he tells me I'm moving to California and I'm asking the church to, um, to hire you as a youth pastor. Wow. Um, wow. And it was, I was totally unqualified, totally. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah, I had I had no business. What was his name, real quick? Uh, his name was Chris Coggins. He okay. lives in Austin I've, right now, okay. actually. Okay, cool. Um, he is. Uh, he's he's just he's a neat guy. But the the powerful thing in that story was yeah. the church, right? Mm. The it was the church was a place that be, when somebody said when things didn't fit into a neat box, yeah, they. But River City Community Church saw me as the context where God works. Broken, yeah, right. Really messy inside mm. and outside. Really messy, but they said that's what God does. That's the mm. kind of thing that God mm-hmm. does. And so they, by example, this wasn't like a class that I went to. By example, yeah. they taught me to see that there's great potential in broken people, and so wow. love them, wow, and turn them loose, right? Yeah. Like, and you can't manage them, you can't control them, right? You can influence them, yeah, but you, but you can't control them, and so. From Sean and the staff and the elders at River City Community Church, that was where – that was a deeply formative thing. And all kinds of things they taught me, they, I learned from them, but I learned that from watching them. That yeah. was that was, was me. You take a chance on messy people. If you see God doing that, something, man. take a chance on messy yeah. people. And so that's how I got – that's how I got into ministry. Um, it, it it was on me almost faster than I – you know, when yeah. you look back on yeah. it now, it, it, it like the time between when I'm on – it's certainly, you know, it is like a, a bolt of lightning, man. Yeah. But right. God's been good. God's right. Been good. I love, um, I mean, just when you're describing like messy people and how they had a place for you, that is, it'd be one thing to, to learn that and then just go do kind of your own thing and, you know, arrange how you want to do ministry. But that is a part of who you are and right. the DNA of your leadership and right. the church. And it makes for a beautiful, unique sort of deal. Hard. 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 <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. that, that's, How do you mean? that's, well, because that's the thing, you know, um, when you get a group of polite, you know, well-educated, polite people in a room, you can pretty much make it run. You can pretty much make it run. It's easy, right? You know, but when you get people who don't know what to do, yeah, it's harder, right? That's what I think about Jesus with the disciples. Like, yeah. And Jesus is like, okay, Simon, the zealot, right? And the zealots is this ultra conservative Jewish party who are waiting for the imminent return of Messiah. Right. And they're going to take him with force. Yeah. And then Jesus is like, Hey, Simon, would you meet my new disciple, Matthew, the tax collector, right. Who works for Rome. And he's like, you guys are going to be bunk mates. Right. Right. And you just look at it and, and you just like, there's nothing easy about that. Right. But what a story, right. That's, and that's the story that I think the church should be, should be telling. And it, and listen, some people are more polite. My, I, my wife, she, she grew up praising Jesus. Mm. She knew Jesus forever. Um, and it's not to say that she doesn't have difficulties in her life because, but cause she does, but it's a very different, it's a very kind of different story than, than mine is. And there's, there's a place for that. We need, we need that, right? We need people who have, who can talk about the keeping power of God rather than mm. the chasing power of God. Mm. Um, that's but good. that is the, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Messy people are hard. It makes, it makes church hard because they don't do things that you don't want them to do and things that you don't expect them. But that's where Jesus always reminds me. He's like, they're not your people. Mm. <laughs> it's not your people. They're my people. So you can either love them or I'll find someone who will. Um, and that's, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not like a threat. Like Jesus doesn't, right, thre- right. doesn't threaten me. It's an invitation, right? Where yeah. you just go, oh, okay. Well, if that's where you're going to be, I want to be there too. Yeah, that's good. Right? Man, that's good. Wow. Good stuff. All right. That's really powerful. And I, I want to let you get back to New Braunfels pretty quick just because I'm keeping you a little bit long. So if you, if you can hang in for a few minutes. So tell me, tell us a little bit. Maybe somebody shows up at River City Church, um, this Sunday and they don't know any of the backstory. And I'm not asking you to tell a three hour backstory, but <laughs> you're asking I mean, me to not tell <laughs> three hour backstory. You can tell a three hour backstory. Um, you know, I mean, you became the pastor of River City, New, New Braunfels. Uh-huh. So what's some of the story? I know you got to jump ahead a little bit. You're on staff at River City. How did River City – where did River City uh, I mean, come you. From? How did you – yeah. How did you uh, get to New Braunfels as a pastor? So I started as uh, the youth pastor and I did for a couple of years. And then I thought we were going to plant a church 
uh, I was, I guess we just had my son. So I was about 30. Um, and I thought we were going to plan a church then, but Sean's like, I don't think that's it. Why don't you stay here? So they created a position wow. for me, a small group position, which is again, man. And this is the step the river city community church and Sean time and time again are just looking for ways to engage when they see God doing something right. Yeah. And so, um, so I became the small group pastor and the, and the, the, as the church grows, my position grows. And we got to a place in 2012 where, you know, at the time what it felt like, I felt like I was just kind of stuck. Like I didn't know. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what was next. Yeah. Next, and you look at the Lord's scene, right? It's like teenagers, right? It's always hard for parents and teenagers because teenagers are starting to be adults. And if there was never discomfort, they would never leave. They would stay there forever, right? Right. right. And so there was kind of this discomfort. Um, and I was in a job that wasn't fit for me. Uh, it, it wasn't suited for me. It's not where I'm gifted. It's not where I'm strong. It's not what I'm what I'm passionate about. And I went actually. I was going to a counselor. I went to a counselor just to help me kind of process some of that. And yeah. he. He told me, he said, look, you, you feel like your gifts are teaching and, and leadership and whatever these things are. He says, and you don't, and he says, your theology says that when you operate in those gifts, you believe that the supernatural power of God is released into the world. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, and you're just not using those? He's like, I mean, you do what you want. He said, but I, I think you should get a, what a, a new dirty job. trick. Counselor. Yeah, right. Like, suck me in. Great. Thanks. Um, wow. And so Good. we go and start praying about it and we feel like that's right. Like it's time for us to do. I, and I remember I, I was reading a book. Um, I was reading Wild at Heart and there's a line mm. in there that just said, let them feel the weight of you and let them deal with it. And that's kind of where I was. And so I remember closing the book and I rolled over to Natalie and I just said, I think it's time for us to go. Wow. And so we had uh, a video venue in New Braunfels, River City, uh, the main campus, the central campus is where I was at. And then we had a video venue in New Braunfels. Um, and it was, it was about five years old, I guess, whatever. And it just wasn't, kind of wasn't thriving. Okay. Um, and after a little while, Sean, you know, and, and Willie Mayfield, one of the associate pastors that had kind of been leading it for a while, they just said, why don't y'all pray about planting that? There's a little gap in there that you're leaving out, right? Didn't you resign the church? I mean, I did. Yes. I mean, I went, so there's, yes, I went like and told one day you no, were about two weeks. There was, there was, a, there was a two about week a two-week period where, where you yeah. were just like, what's well, going to yeah. happen? And Natalie worked there too. So yeah. we had a 100% reduction yeah. in income yeah. in one day. And my kids, I would say, like my kids, I was learning at that time, they want to eat almost every day. So we have to feed <laughs> right. them almost every day. And we had we had no income. I mean, yeah. now, that, Sean didn't kick us out, right? But we right. knew you got to figure this out. And there was nothing. Like we were a part of a denomination. I'm sending my resume. And I'm like, I'm a staff pastor at a big church. Somebody should Somebody should want this. Yeah. Crickets, nothing. <laughs> and so after about two weeks, he comes and says, and we knew pretty quick. Wow. Um, so unbelievable. In November of 2012, uh, Natalie and I put our house. So it was 2012. The housing market was still at the bottom. We were still recovering. Mm. Um, we told our real estate agent, we're moving to New Braunfels. We need to sell our house. I said, but we want to leave room for God to do a miracle. We need to at least recover what we bought. Mm-hmm. We bought our house in 2008. So Literally, like we bought it and then the market fell out and yeah, all that. And so yeah. we just said, we need to offer this. We need to get this for our house. And our agent was just like, he was our friend. He's like, you're not getting that. I was like, well, we'll do it. Leave it for two weeks. Wow. And and if it if we don't get it, then we'll, we'll figure something else. We put a sign in the ground on Friday and we had a full price contract on Monday. And oh so gosh. we just saw God kind of do that. Yeah. Um, and we moved up there and we started doing, you know, kind of meeting with, with people and meeting with leaders. And it was hard. Mm. It was hard. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, they didn't know what, what to expect from me. They'd been through a couple of leaders and three or four years and, you know, they thought they were going to be there longer than I was. Uh, mm. and so it has been a, it's been a love story. It really has like we, it started out rough, but I feel like we fought for each other and some people didn't buy in and they, and they left. And it's, you know, the vast majority of those people, you know, I see them at HEB and I can hug them and shake their hands and it's, and it's good. It's it, sometimes God does that, right? We're not the only place right. in town. And so God sends people and calls people otherwise. And, um, but yeah, we turned it from a multi-site video venue to a church for New Braunfels, which is thriving. I don't even know that our church always understands. Yeah. I, I mean, and not to always equate thriving with numbers. And I know it's, we're in that parentheses of COVID, but there are, it's, we're a big church. I just, yeah. I think we have kind of, we feel like, oh, we're, you know, I'm familiar with medium sized right. church, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're not. 
Yeah. I mean, we're a, a big church that are doing some great things. The thing that, that gets me that, you know, the size is the size is neat because it's an indication of people, people that are interested. Right. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of people who are, um, I call them rechurched, Right. I mean, in, in right. Texas, there's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of people that are really unchurched, right? That they've got some exposure, kind of like my exposure, right? But a lot of people that are rechurched, and that to me is a thing, right? Like for people to come and and something that they had either discarded or just kind of found irrelevant to suddenly be captured by it again. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the thing that's beautiful, and so that I, I love that. But what really makes me happy is yeah. uh, is just the way that we've kind of the badly broken, deeply loved, right? Where we mm-hmm. where we are we're going to bet it all on grace. Yeah. Um, and, and we believe that, but then to take that out and to realize like, Oh, so where we see broken people, we can just love them. Right. People that yeah. are poor. That's where the peanut butter bowl thing comes in. Right. Yeah. Like there just shouldn't be hungry kids. Like I think that breaks Jesus's heart right. for whatever reason, political or economical or whatever. I, I think it's okay to just go, Oh man, I think if Jesus were here, he would want there to not be hungry kids. Right. So we can't feed all the kids, but right. we can feed that one and that one and, and whoever else. And right. so, you do as much as you can in, in, in as many different kind of ways that we can. And that's what we want to be about is God puts different things in everybody's heart. And so you don't have to run it through my filter. My filter is make new brothels awesome. Right? Yeah. Jeremiah yeah. 29 thing, right? Like yeah. plant gardens, pray for the prosperity of your city because if they prosper, then you'll prosper too. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Man, it's pretty cool. That is really cool. All right. Um, we'll segue out of this in a minute here, but I'm trying to figure out if we have time for one last rant. But before we get there. I don't have to go. I, like, I finished. I'm here. Okay. Until you send me home. Okay. I, that's All right. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything coming up with the church uh, that we would like people to know about in terms of anything? I don't, I don't know. Christmas services or anything like that. I don't My director know. of operations right now is going. If you unroll an event, Jason, oh, I'm going okay, to kill you. Okay, <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I don't know what's what we can announce. What's not announced and all that. So anyway, some good things coming up. Good things coming they up. Are. At the church. What are you thinking about? We can announce uh, just Christmas Eve. I mean, oh uh, yeah, Christmas at the Civic Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's we been out there. I don't think it has, but it is now. <laughs> it is. Chris and Natalie both now oh, know. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie's like, yeah, we will. Yeah, no, we are. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, we have uh, our building. We, we're partnered with a, a little school, Grace Preparatory. It's not a little school anymore. It's, very, right. it's a very cool it kind is. of thing. But yeah. um, it's built for a school. And, you know, and so because of the numbers and the size where we're at, we, we're always looking for kind of a space that can hold us when we have these big gatherings. So Christmas and Easter, we... Um, you know, we work with the city and do yeah. Christmas at the Civic Center. Yeah, it's gonna be that's fun. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, that is gonna be cool. What gonna, All right, what are you gonna preach about that day? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're not gonna miss that opportunity, man. That's fun. You, I mean, you preached on stage for Easter. That was a lot of fun, I right? It I mean, is. not this Easter, the Easter before. It's nerve wracking. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You do a great job, man. I what are you talking that. about? It's still a lot of pressure. You feel the pressure? Come on, man. You got it. Give him Jesus. That's what give I him Jesus. Just give him Jesus. Give him Jesus. Him. The first day yeah, after I was hired, I remember, uh, I remember that like we were going, it was kind of one of those ironic things. Like, um, I, it was either the first day I was officially on staff or like Friday, that prayer staff day mm-hmm. or whatever. And I like Jason and I'm sorry, but. Um, I have a press conference for peanut butter bowl. Yeah, I remember Can that. I, I, I mean, you know, and you're like, give him Jesus. So, um, yeah. and you've said it ever since and I appreciate it. So yeah. that's, that's it. If we that's do that, it. we'll be okay. Yeah, that's we'll good. Right. That's good. All right. A rant or two to finish. It is this Sunday. There's something that we're going to, I think it's this Sunday fallback. Like we get an extra hour of sleep. Government overreach Sunday. <laughs> that's what I call No. <laughs> government. Fall- yeah. Government overreach Sunday. <laughs> You don't just get to mess with time, man. You don't get to like arbitrarily, hey, hey, guess what? We decided you're going to be tired for the next six months. It drives me, it drives me stinking. I get it. Listen, allegedly, oh, allegedly it was right. A farming thing, right? You do allegedly, allegedly I'm not even sure, right? Because it, listen, I'm not a farmer, I, I, despite my plaid, right? I'm not, That's I'm not, a nice plaid, you're yeah, I'm not, I'm not a farmer, but I know about farmers. They pretty much get up when the sun comes up. Whether that's at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. And so to just have this, Hey, we're going to change it. And have you ever, have you ever <laughs> talked to anybody who's just like, you know what? I think daylight savings time is what's holding our culture together. 
Have you ever met anybody so. who's even ambivalent? So. Nobody likes the thing. But still, we're just like, we better hang on to this archaic, outdated <laughs> model of time. I, I'm telling you, it's government flexing. It's just them. Government it's them flexing. reminding us that we can do whatever. We can take your money. <laughs> we can mess with your time. And we're just like, okay. <laughs> It drives me crazy. It's coming up though. I get my hour back. So this is fine. Thanks. (laughs) Interest free loan from the government. (laughs) I get, I get my hour back. So I'm going to take it. That's, that's hysterical. All right. Um, on a more positive note, Mm -hmm. except for, for people that may argue with you, Hamilton, best musical ever. Oh man. So, uh, I, uh, Natalie is much more, uh, Kind of in the know on show tunes than I am. I okay. kind of came to the show kind of late, but, okay. but, but I'm a, I, I'm a studier, right? So I know like Phantom of the Opera kind of changed musical Ooh. theater, right? It was kind of the popular, like people that music of the night becomes this popular yeah. thing. And there's some, there's some big ones. I think that, um, I think that what Hamilton has done is, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend to have a great historical sense of the theater, but I think right. what Hamilton done has, has been huge for, for a lot of reasons in that it brought, um, on, on kind of all different levels. It, it brought, it brought hip hop mm-hmm. to 43 year old suburban white guys, right? Mm-hmm. And it challenged me to, to think, right? And as I've listened and I've read from Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? I, I, I've, I've heard about influences from him and I get to now go check those things out and listen to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it brought, history to a group uh and and the whole thing is it reintroduced alexander hamilton right like you read this you go man that guy was literally at the center of the entire formation of the government and they were going to take him off of the ten dollar bill like five years ago right wow because and and so he brought him back kind of into the into the public deal i like um the ideas as i've heard uh, and i'm not i don't want to speak for for a group of people or whatever but um, just the opportunity for uh for african-american kids to identify to see people in um, and invisible prominent roles that look like them. It helps them mm-hmm. identify mm-hmm. with, with that, which I think is, a, is a beautiful thing. And it's just brilliant. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so easy to listen to. Like, I, like again, and I, I was, I've previously, I wasn't a big hip hop fan. Um, but I put it on and, it, and you put it on, it just draws you. And yeah. I'm a word guy, right? I mean, yeah, I'm a language guy. Sure, sure. And so the way that he uses language and rhythm and cadence to communicate is just, it it's really brilliant. I I really I really yeah. love it. Do you ever get into? I don't have an argument against it, but do you ever hear arguments of no, it's not that great. This is the thing, or no, uh, no. I, well, people who haven't listened to it generally, <laughs> right? They they don't. Yeah. Um, it is. You know, you can just say, man, I don't. For some people, if hip hop just doesn't resonate, like if it doesn't sit with them, then yeah. it can it could be hard because it's. I mean, it goes hard. It's it's long. Um. And so I, I could see that. And people, again, you know, there's some people who just don't like the new stuff. In 15 years, they'll like Hamilton oh, and they'll yeah. be able to acknowledge it. But, um, but no, I, I think it is, um, it's pretty universal. The thing about Hamilton for me is it is the most earworm thing I've ever, I've ever had. Literally, like for like right now, I'm not yeah. listening to it because if I listen to it, if I listen to it on the way home, I'm going to listen to it all the time. For months, right? Yeah. And the thing is, it, it really became this deal where I wonder what Hamilton's song is going to be in my head when I wake up tomorrow morning because it's yeah. so catchy and it's just got these hooks that get in your brain. And then you realize, oh my gosh, that's, that's history. Like that's American yeah. history. That's, you know, that's Thomas Jefferson wrestling with, you know, our relationship to France after the, I mean, and you look at it right. and you go, and it's, and it's, um, yeah, good yeah, stuff. That's really awesome. good stuff. Man, that's awesome. What were the other rants that we'll save? We'll save for another time. Uh, I need to make better notes. Hot dogs in, was the one. Oh, hot dogs. Well, go ahead. Tell us. What's your take? What's your brother's take? Is, or hot dogs a sandwich? And my brother because you he says it's yes? a sandwich. It is okay. a sandwich. Bread, meat, condiments. I think I'm my with brother. You, Aaron. Listen, my brother. So because my brother's I'll let not. You a, do the arguing though. Because he's not a man of principle. He's right <laughs> now riled up. Because he's not a man of principle. Because he's not a man of principle. He started with. Oh, I love this. His take right now is that a hot dog is a taco, which is just a hot uh, dog is a just, taco. Okay, just, all right. And, and what it basically comes. The no, whole, I'm not. I'm not I buying know, that. I'm not buying that. His whole argument I, basically comes down to the it. fact that there's a V in the middle, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, just, it's not. No. So a hot dog is a sandwich. It is a sandwich. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. 
it's open faced sort of sandwich or no? Could you? I mean, it can be if you want to do that. Like that's the deal, right? So if you go, if you, so if I go get an open faced croque monsieur, it's going to be in the sandwich section on, on the, on the deal, right? I don't think I know that sandwich. Oh, it's man. It's great. It's like ham and cheese with wow. like an egg. You know your sandwiches. I feel like you were talking sandwiches, about Rubens. The other sandwiches day. are the nectar of life. <laughs> that is what we will eat in heaven all the time. No, Rubens is very important too. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. I love it. Uh, I'm going to ask you a favor if you would just pray as we Absolutely. close out. This will be on the podcast and on Facebook Live. But, um, man, I really appreciate you. Thanks for – I do know you're very, very busy. Thank you for making time out of oh, your it's day. It's my pleasure. I love and it. And sharing your testimony coming down here. It's a, it's a real blessing. Well, so it's my pleasure. We believe in As what, we say at Chick-fil-A. It's my pleasure. That's right. Well, um, I believe in what you're doing with Very Bold and Thank the impact you. that you're making. And, um, yeah, it's funny. When I first talked to you on the phone and met you, you uh-huh. did you did Pray Before You Play with Cademan's Call and at Blossom Athletic Center. Is that right? That's right. Many I, years ago. I yes. was a part of that. I went to that, that very That's first crazy. one um, okay. when I was a volunteer in the youth ministry. And it was Whoa. a major – I was just Whoa. getting started. And it was a beautiful um, – it was a beautiful and a very cool thing. And so I love your – um, your faith and willingness to step out. So thank you for letting me be a part of this. I'm man, yeah. I'll come back anytime. Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm going to okay. be making notes on rants during staff. So Good. if you're <laughs> Good. like, Steve, what do you think about this? Just hold on, pastor. <laughs> hold on, bear with me. Good. All right. Yeah. That's, that's my pastor. And for some of you watching, that's your pastor too. And uh, don't you appreciate him? Man, appreciate him and Natalie and their hearts for Jesus and for you and for New Braunfels. And we're we're growing like we reach people outside of New Braunfels. Like, uh, does it continue to be for New Braunfels? Are we for? We, we've actually wrestled like, that. We, yeah. we say New Braunfels because uh, New Braunfels is still, I think, thinks of herself as a small, as kind of a small town. Okay. But we're definitely, we've got people from Seguin and people from right. San Marcos. And as we grow, and the whole thing's connected anyway. Yeah. We, we'll. We're about Jesus. Yeah. That's what we're about. And yeah. so if you're, you, you know, if you're like, man, we live in Marion. Well, we're from Marion too. Yeah. Right? We're for wherever, wherever it is. And yeah. We got Canyon Lake. We got yep. Verde, Spring Branch. We got Navarro, Geronimo, Zorn. I'm sure we have somebody sure. in Zorn. I don't sure. Know. Well, the do key we? though is Jesus is with you. And so when you yeah. go back to your neighborhood, Jesus yeah. is right there. Yeah. So do the things Jesus did. Love people and serve yeah. people and heal people and, and give and love and serve and yeah. talk about Jesus and invite him into your house and feed him and all of that. And, Jesus will be there too. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Jason, superpowers. Sorry. Superpowers. Can you uh, pray us out? And then I'll sign off after that. Thanks, Pastor. Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to uh, get together and talk about what you've done in our lives. uh, You're really, you're pretty cool. Mm. And um, you've given us a story so that we can talk about you. Not just abstract concepts, but um, stories or you've met us in our weaknesses and our failures so that you can show us how great love is. And so I just pray for those um, who are kind of listening to this right now and maybe they're uh, far away from you. Maybe they don't know you. Maybe they kind of stumbled onto this. And mm-hmm. um, I pray that you would communicate your love. I pray that they would know that there is a God who sees them and loves them. And the other stuff would fall in line after that. And you'll, Love them and lead them and call them and and change them and refine them and do all of these very cool things. But it really just begins with understanding that we're loved by you. So I pray that you would help us know that we are loved mm. by you. And I pray for those who do know you, who are trying to figure out how to follow you in a crazy time and in a crazy world. Um, and I just pray that there would be peace and there would be a sense of your presence, a sense of knowing you and a sense of walking with you. And I pray that as we, your church, Capital C Church, as we walk with you, I pray that you would um, make a difference, that you would change the temperature in the room, that people would hear and know and sense your peace and your love and your grace, and that people will follow you because of that. Lord, we love you, Mm. and we are so grateful for all the ways that you love us. Uh, So I ask that everything that we say and do, Mm. Jesus, would bring you glory and honor. And so we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome, man. Awesome. Great, great job. All right. uh, Very bold radio and podcast. Um, Usually we are interviewing different makers like Jason Powers. Next week, we're going to do back to back interviews. We're going to be talking to your pastor, Sean Azaro, about his new book, Spirit Filled Life. 
And that's going to be awesome. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing about that. We have another interview, so we're going to be back-to-back 11 and noon next Thursday if you're on Facebook Live, if you're on the podcast. Catch it like you do Friday night, 12.01. I don't think they're doing that. But <laughs> catch it when you catch it. That's the great thing about a podcast. Um, I want to just close the show just by reminding you why we are very bold, and it's because we have this great hope. And I think about your mom praying for you, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Powers praying and praying and and fighting and giving up or whatever and just continuing to pray, not giving up on, on Jesus, but just – um, just to think of, man, somebody who's watching today may be going through that with their child and just hurting and broken for them and just want to remind you that Jesus is faithful and those prayers, man, they're not for no reason. Jesus hears your prayers. He knows your prayers. Oh, man, sometimes it just takes a while, but it is worth the wait, and it's incredible. So I just remind you this is a great hope that we have. This is a real and living hope. This is for real. So maybe you're just like Jason said, desperate and just like, I don't believe it. Just call out, say, if you're real, show me to be real. Jesus is not going to, he's not going to say no to that prayer. He's not going to say, no, I don't think so. If you're that kind of just, man, Jesus, if you're real, I want to know that answer's coming and it may not come right now, but for somebody it will. And for somebody else, it'll come down the road, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So on this side of it, I can see, even though I've got prayers going for people that are broken and hurting, um, I still know that hope. And that's what the Apostle Paul wrote about. And this is why we are Very Bold Ministries. It comes right out of Scripture. And I found it one day 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, another story. Man. But uh, reading it said, uh, and I'm not going to sign off just yet, Mark, so hold on. Second Corinthians 3.12 said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And I want you to know that hope. And I want you to remember that hope so that you can be whatever that looks like. Sometimes being very bold means being very forgiving and very gracious. Sometimes it means telling somebody when you don't think you're supposed to tell them about it. Sometimes it means um, serving in an area where you're thinking, no, I don't want to do that, whatever that means. But we can be that because we have such a great hope. So now, Mark, you can get ready. To sign off, and I will repeat that. Therefore, since we have such a hope, 2 Corinthians 3.12, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.